Moment in the Valley, brought to you by High Spots and Cheap Pups. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Moment in the Valley with yours truly, Silicon Steve Valley. We're talking the world of professional wrestling each and every single solitary week. My goodness, are we having a blast watching WWE the last two nights. And I'm talking about Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, former AEW three-time TNT champion, only former three-time champion in AEW history. If you were not a believer of the magic of the American Nightmare, if you were not a believer in the vision that Cody Rhodes presented to the AEW universe himself, the AEW fans, the exact vision, his vision, that he continued to try to get, and he was booed out of every single solitary arena, well, you appear to be in the minority at the time, as Cody Rhodes, with one of the most impressive, and many people said unwise, matches that has ever taken place, the same day he rips his pectoral muscle off the bone, he goes in and has one of the best Hell in the Cell matches I have seen in recent memory, It did help that he was in the ring with the absolute best worker in WWE by far in Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins' work during this feud has been nothing short of brilliant. And we can give Cody all the credit in the world, but he's had one of the best dance partners on the planet. And they have just an absolute beast of a match. And if you followed Cody Rhodes in AEW, he always referenced the sledgehammer. We We all know what he did with the, we all know what he did with the throne, blowing it up, destroying the kingdom, so to speak. Seth Rollins referenced it in his last big promo prior to the match. The teases of the pedigree so often taking place within Cody all throughout his time in AEW because that essentially would have been his heel turn, but that would only be a heel turn for the independent wrestling fans. He was a WWE-made guy. He was a WWE. He was a sports entertainer long before he was a professional wrestler. Then he leaves WWE, and he becomes a professional wrestler. And one of the best in the world. I don't mean just bell to bell, folks. I know he can have a really shitty match here and there. I get it. But he can also have epic matches like he had on Sunday night at Hell in the Cell with Seth Rollins. The kind of match he had with his brother, Dustin Rhodes, at Double or Nothing. He has all the makings of being the face that runs the place in WWE. And after his performance at Hell in a Cell and the love and joy he got, not just from the crowd in attendance, but the crowd, most people that aren't AEW fans who are still pissed off because he's actually going to do what no one thought he was going to be able to do. have been absolutely applauding what he did. He did it for the love of the game. The explanation was is that Cody felt like it's only pain because he can't hurt his he couldn't hurt his pectoral any more than he did. It was the day of and usually the second day is harder than the first day. And Cody made the decision to go out there and finish this chapter, this portion of his comeback which he needed to do and he did it looking like a hero and then he Comes back out and opens Monday Night Raw, cuts out a promo, which 
This is what you worry about Cody. He turns on the waterworks out of nowhere. You bring up his daughter or you bring up his father, he's going to cry. Will that be something that continues to be allowed? Because one of the reasons that the AEW faithful turned on Cody Rhodes is because a lot of people felt like his promos, as great as they were, were disingenuous. And he turns the waterworks on a lot. So that's something that I think WWE or Cody or somebody should tamper. But other than that, he had the crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. And you know what? I'll give him a pass for the emotion tonight just because he did have arguably the most career-defining moment of his life. Because that win in Hell in the Cell and the manner in which he did it it basically became a fait accompli. He is going to be the heir apparent to Roman Reigns as the number one guy in this company. The only thing that's stopping it will be injury. Well, that's what he has, but if he's back, he doesn't have to come back until the Royal Rumble, really, folks. And you bring him back at the Royal Rumble, you give him the hero's return, he wins the Royal Rumble, and then there he goes. Now, obviously, if The Rock is facing Roman Reigns, you're going to have to figure that out on the way. But Cody Rhodes is going to be the face of this company. And when he left AEW and signed with WWE, the two things I was worried about are the two scenarios I thought were going to happen is that he was going to be the biggest guy in WWE or he was going to get a Biggie or Kofi-esque title run. I always thought he was going to win the big belt. WWE did not bring him back in to not win that title. But the question is, was he going to be a transcendent figure? Is he going to eclipse his father in popularity? Is he going to eclipse his father in success? Cody Rhodes has already done extraordinarily historic things in this business. Nobody can deny that. He's already changed the game. He is just as responsible for the creation of AEW as any man on this planet. And if anyone wants to deny you, please go back and look at history. Go back and look at Cody Rhodes trying to bet Dave Meltzer that they can get 10,000 seats filled in Chicago before Tony Khan was even in the wrestling game. Go back when Cody Rhodes did the exact same thing that CM Punk threatened to do in his pipe bomb. He went to Ring of Honor. He went to New Japan. He, built, he helped build professional wrestling. He... To heights that it hadn't been seen outside of WWE in over de- in decades. He with the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Bullet Club, Hangman Adam Page, obviously, and a host of others kept independent wrestling alive to the point where it rose up and became a prominent show on cable television. Cody Rhodes is as responsible for building the house that a lot of us AEW fans sit and eat in and sleep in. And when the fans turned on him, as did Tony Khan, they didn't see value in him. Thought he was overrated. Thought he was disingenuous. There were a lot of problems with Cody. But at the end of the day, he returns a hero to to WWE and he will be the king of WWE within a year. The die is cast. It is happening. Whether you like it or you don't like it, learn to love it. As I think Lanny Poffo said. Cody may not be the best thing going today, but he is going to be 
a guy who transcends WWE and he has brought the same exact flavor he has had over the last six years in his career to what he is now. He is 100% the same exact guy that we were booing out of every building when he was wrestling Anthony Agogo and Malachi Black. Anthony Agogo was a shit show, though. He set himself on fire, taking drastic, ridiculous ladder bumps when he wasn't even under contract. Yet he's still hated. He goes out there. I mean, he's more... And I get why he's hated, by the way, folks. I'm not questioning why. It's annoying sometimes. It is. The constant crying is annoying sometimes. The way you know that he loves every bit of attention that he's getting. There is not one ounce of humility in this man at all, despite what he may say in some of the most beautifully said words in wrestling history. And I love his promos, by the way. I'm making fun of it saying it's annoying sometimes. But I love his his promos 90% of the time are fantastic. One of the best in the business. I can see why it's annoying to people. And I think it annoyed people in AEW. Well, here's the problem. It's not going to annoy WWE fans for a little bit. And this injury might be a blessing in disguise because if it was going to get annoying, he's not going to be around long enough to be annoying before he has that crowning moment. The one thing you would fear is that the fans get annoyed with him before he wins that title. Then you could see him having the Kofi Kingston run. But with this injury, he's going to have that crowning moment as the guy. And I suspect he will have the John Cena syndrome or the Roman Reigns syndrome before he became a good wrestler. Babyface is getting absolutely booed out of every building. I could see that happening with Cody, but that's not going to change the fact that Cody is going to be the next John Cena. We've waited for the next, and I put John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Rock. Those are the four guys. Hulk Hogan, Rock, Stone Cold, John Cena. Those are the four big baby faces that you put on everything. Roman Reigns has not reached their successes yet. I don't care what anyone says. I really don't. He is not any of them in terms of what they did for the company in their time. And it's, I don't blame him because he's a heel. It's hard to be that great Samaritan good guy when you're playing a dick. What Roman's doing is historic on another level is that he's the face of the company as a heel, which has never really been the case in WWE. The number one guy in the company, even if Triple H had the title, the number one guy was always either Stone Cold or The Rock. And then later on, John Cena. There's been guys that tried, but they just never did. Seth Rollins, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. I mean, they all had babyface runs to try to be the guy. They never made to what they never were what those guys were the four men i mentioned cody rhodes is going to be one of those is going to be the fifth member of that club big time over babyface that generates a lot of money with that stupid tattoo though i don't think he'll ever be able to go into acting i kid but if you did not see this and i'm sure we all did and by the way let's be clear here. Cody 1000% knew what that injury looked like. 
And I saw people, literally saw people on Twitter saying, oh, why, you, you, you got to cover that up. That looks gross. Folks, he has an ability to tell a real story with the absolute best makeup, quote unquote, that you'll ever have to describe an injury. It looked brutal. It was disgusting. Frankly, it made me uncomfortable the first couple minutes of that match. Because I had a similar injury on my leg once. It was about a 20th of the size that is on Cody's body, but it was in my leg. It was the same exact injury. It is painful. I don't know if it was a tore or I think it was a tear, a slight tear in my leg. And... But Cody did it because it made his performance that much more epic. It made the story he was telling that much crazier. And it was a part of the story that they told during that match. And Seth Rollins nailed it. Seth Rollins did phenomenal heel work the entire time. Wearing the polka dots. Even though I really can't stand how he laughs so much. But Seth can do whatever the hell he wants. He's so damn good in the ring. (laughs) He really can. Just great spots and... He hits the pedigree, which would have been an automatic heel turn in AEW. He hits the pedigree to a standing ovation. And then Seth Rollins, who is another protege of Triple H. And this is a guy we got to talk about. Triple H is a, is a character in this story that we're not sure of. We know Seth Rollins' history with Triple H on camera over the last six years. And we know what Cody has said and done and how he has acted with throughout his career in the independence about Triple H. So the fact that Cody used a sledgehammer to knock Seth Rollins out and win this match after he hits a pedigree. Folks, this is part of Cody's story he's been telling well before he got back to WWE, and it is absolutely incredible. And if you have been on the journey of Cody Rhodes, and look, by the way, folks, this is not, I have always called it right down the middle. I want everyone to understand that. I have never pulled punches in my estimation when it comes to my opinion. And Cody Rhodes, a little over a year ago, was an absolute disaster in AEW. I called him Mid-Carter Cody. He was looking like an independent wrestler. He had that program with Anthony Agogo with the weigh-in that Paul White couldn't figure out how to use the scale. It was an absolute and mitigated disaster. And I was tough on Cody. But the entire time I said, you know, if he ever went back to WWE, he could be a huge star. But he was so anti-WWE, calling him out. Literally calling Red Dragon and making fun of of NXT as the developmental brand in his last big promo in AEW. And I just have to respect Cody Rhodes, and I'm happy for him because he's worked very hard. And last night... Like he says, he always says, do the work. The guy's doing the work. And last night was one of the most epic performances in professional wrestling history. And we have to give him all the respect in the world. And after he cuts this great promo last night on Monday Night Raw, even though he's crying a lot, Seth Rollins comes out, he interrupts him, and he shakes his hand. And I'm like, cool. Maybe Seth is turning babyface soon. That's cool. That's cool. And as Cody walks off, you know, Rollins goes to the back. Cody walks off to his song. And while he's saying goodbye to the crowd one last time before he goes away to get to heal up from his injury, Seth Rollins, 
Total dick move. Attacks him with the sledgehammer from behind and beats the fuck out of him. And includes hitting his... And attacking his injury in his pectoral, which looked even more hideous. So if you didn't catch it on pay-per-view, you saw it on Monday night. You saw the disgusting injury on Monday night. But they stayed with it. And you know what, folks? He, he, they were about to cart him off and stretcher him off. He stood up and walked away to a standing ovation. I haven't seen a babyface marionette a WWE crowd like this in such a long time. For this long. He is 100%, particularly with Orton out, 100% the most over babyface in WWE after last night and Monday night and Sunday night and Monday night. 1000%. And if you are a doubter of the American if you are a doubter of the American nightmare Cody Rhodes, I query to you this. Who can be the man to take over the John Cena role? Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the face that runs the place in WWE. And if he has the keys to that kingdom, he is the king of all professional wrestling, whether we like it or not. And AEW fans need to say one thing. We can loud all these great signings, bringing CM Punk in, bringing Malachi Black in, FTR, Athena, Keith Lee. I mean, the list goes on and on and on to all the ex-WWE people that Tony Khan brought in. But the biggest decision and the most costly decision Tony Khan will ever make perhaps was not re-signing Cody Rhodes and treating him like he wasn't a star. And the sweet irony, if Cody goes out and becomes the number one guy in this industry, which it looks like he will, that is a massive fuck-up by Tony Khan. Because he just gifted WWE the one thing that they have been missing since John Cena left. And that is that big-time over babyface. Khan just gave him to him. Take him. Fuck it. And when is TK going to get held responsible for that? You know, Tony Khan is starting to show that he is a goddamn rookie in this business. <clears throat> and not seeing value to the point where... I don't know what Cody wanted. I really don't. <clears throat> we'll never know. But Tony Khan botched it. Botchamania should have Tony Khan not resigning Cody Rhodes on it. Because they gave him the one commodity that WWE has been dying for. The one thing... They have found John Cena's replacement in Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, and they got a guy who's going to love every damn second of it, and it's a guy who has wanted this recognition and has wanted to be this star for so damn long. He wanted it in AEW. Well, AEW didn't want him, so he's going to go to the biggest show in the game and become the biggest baby face there and eclipse everything anybody in AEW has done in terms of financials, folks. I don't, don't jump down my throat. I know he's not half the wrestler that a lot of the guys are. He really isn't. Because we saw what he does when he's in the ring with somebody who sucks like The Miz or Tony Agogo. He has an absolute disaster of a match. But when he's in there with a guy who's a decent worker... The guy's a good wrestler, and when he's in with a great wrestler, he's a great wrestler, just like John Cena, just like Hulk Hogan. Toward the end of his career, just like Steve Austin and The Rock. 
Now, Austin's style was, kind of, was cool because it was a brawl, so he could have an entertaining match with anybody. But Stone Cold, in his big-time years, he, was never, he wasn't a great wrestler. He was a brawler. It was not the st- Stunning Steve or even the Ringmaster. Hogan really didn't go. Rock, a fun worker, not a great worker. So Cody doesn't have to be five stars every single time he goes out. He just has to be entertaining, and he is that. And the WWE Universe loves him with all of their heart. He is the prodigal son, and he has returned. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you your moment in the valley, Cody Rhodes, the heir apparent. This is Silicon Steve Valley. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Spotify. Like, please subscribe on YouTube, baby. I got to pay for my daughter's college. I don't know. I feel weird having her rich grandparents do it. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is Silicon Steve Valley. We love you here in High Spots and Cheap Pops. And by the way, check out next video out. We're going to have our 100th video. Me and Vladi Dottie are getting going after Vladi Dottie swept me this past pay-per-view at Hell in the Cell. Beats me. Cody won. I picked Seth Rollins. And Bobby Lashley won. I picked Amos. Where Vladi Dottie picked the opposite. So he has a two-match lead in this early portion of our pick'ems for the Purple Nurple. Of course, the High Spots Cheap Pops Pick'em Championship title belt which is proudly around my gorgeous fat waist. I don't know if I'm clat. I'm not clinically obese, but I could lose to shed some pounds. So ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for listening. This is Silicon Steve Valley. One little tidbit. We're going to get into a lot more on our full-blown podcast of High Spots and Cheap Pops with Silicon Steve Valley and Vladi Dottie. MJF. Well, I don't know if this is part of the work or is it a shoot. Warner and Discovery wants MJF completely taken off all promotional items for AEW. We're going to get into that a lot more. Has MJF put himself in a position, if this is a shoot, that he put himself in a position that will keep him essentially not working for a year and a half? Well, we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. That's a long time in the wrestling business, especially when nobody in WWE knows who the fuck MJF is. He doesn't even have a million Twitter followers, folks. As much as we love MJF on the indies, nobody knows who he is on the mainstream. Nobody. And I always wondered if this little power play, if this is a shoot that he's doing, is going to backfire on him. But like I said, if he was really like this, the way he has been outside, despite how right he was in his last promo, which is an all-time promo, it doesn't matter. He's not going to have major value in WWE outside of being a great manager. Even though you could see him having... But even when he wrestles Cody on the WWE TV, there's no way Vince is going to like it. There's no way Vince is going to dig on it. Because he looks just so small. Imagine... I mean, MJF looks small when he's in the ring with John Moxley or Cody Rhodes. Imagine if he's in the ring with Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns. Bobby Lashley. He's going to look like a, literally like a child. MJF, his value is with AEW, and he has to understand that no matter how pissed off he is. But we're going to get into that a little bit more because I don't think he's a big enough star yet. He, he's going based on his potential. I don't think he's a big enough star yet to, if this is a shoot to have this stance. It's idiotic. It's a bizarre. It's absurd. But I digress. We'll see if he's back on TV this week. Who knows? You never know. I hope he is. 
But if they're trying to get people to think this is possibly a shoot, then he's probably needed to have some time off of TV for a little bit. But I don't know. We're going to get into that a lot more with Vadi Dottie on High Spots and Cheap Pops podcast that will be dropping on Friday. So check us out there. This is Silicon Steve Valley. We're getting ready for AEW Dynamite tonight. So if you're watching this or listening to this, get ready for AEW Dynamite tonight after a pretty decent Monday Night Raw. And we're going to get into what happened with Judgment Day. Don't know what the hell happened there. Edge just started a faction about a month and a half ago and all, and he's kicked out of it. For a guy who's been a mid-card jobber for, I don't know, the last year and a half. I don't know. Crazy stuff happened in the world of professional wrestling, but today was all about Cody. We'll talk to you guys on Friday. Much love from Silicon Steve Valley. Body Dotties gives his regards as well. Ladies and gentlemen, this is High Spots of Cheap Hops presenting your moment in the valley. Here endeth the lesson.